Okay, Vader, it's coming up for Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> what do you want? <laughs> oh, I'd like a wee fort um, to play with for my soldiers, for the cowboys, what have you. Um, and these cardboard cutouts that you can, you know, to make wee figures. Okay. It's made for cardboard. And I would love to go to see Santa um, at Lucy's. At Lucy's and Argyll Street. That's yep. Argyll Street, the big <laughs> shop. Um, and then next week after, I want to go first footing with everybody to go and see my neighbours in the houses. Um, and I'm looking forward to get my steak pie made by mum. At Hogmarie. At Hogmarie, just before the bells. Hey, singer, you're a Glasgow generations in the tranny. episode two of Glasgow Generations and uh, given the time of year uh, we're going to have a bit of a festive feel in this Ooh. one. Uh, I'll obviously be playing the ghost of Christmas past uh, taking my dad through the festive season mm-hmm. as was celebrated in Glasgow years ago I'd imagine most of your recollections will involve things like uh, horses and carts and uh, No, I know that, I know that I'm not that old mm. uh-huh. I think you, you mentioned the last time about Christmas uh, uh, being celebrated in New Year a little less than Hogmanay. Why was that? Can't tell you for all. I mean, I don't really... Can't recall too much about it, but I mean, my memories of Christmas and New Year, I would say I remember New Year more than I remember Christmas. The only things I would remember about Christmas really is that, um, obviously in those days, I mean, most people were, were particularly well off. Um, it's not like today when, you know, you can spend hundreds of pounds on your kids... Um, invariably what happened was your, your dad um, would make you maybe a, for a boy maybe make a wee toy fort mm-hmm. out of wood um, and maybe if there was a girl in the family maybe make a wee doll's house or something like that yep. um, you'd get yourself kind of, you wrote your letter to Santa um, and then of course those days everybody had a coal fire um, so you'd write your letter on Christmas Eve and you'd stick it up the chimney <laughs> and you could see the you know the draft with the flames you could uh-huh, see the uh-huh. The letter going up the chimney. Um, and that was fine. You went to your bed fairly early. Probably excited, though. I don't remember too much about it. <laughs> come down in the morning. I come through through in the morning. And um, you'd find there was a, a stocking at the bottom of your bed. And then that would be a, a tangerine, as it was then. Nobody would have heard of satsumas and things yep, like that. Uh-huh. It's a tangerine and an apple. And um, sometimes a wee, like an old, what they used to call the penny caramel. It's kind of a toffee. A penny caramel. A penny caramel. Uh-huh. It, it, in those days, it seemed gigantic. I've actually seen them fairly recently in shops, and they're so minuscule, you wouldn't uh, believe it. They always get smaller over the years, right. isn't it? Um, so you'd, you'd have your tangerine, and you have your apple, and a sweetie of some sort, and um, maybe your forts. I mean, I can recall my dad making a fort for me, and um, you'd have these sort of lead soldiers. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Sometimes it was like cowboys and Indies, what have you. Um, and the two ones I remember more than anything else was um, a, he, made, he made me a fort and um, I had a, a gun, okay. a cowboy gun, uh-huh. um, and he actually made me a holster out of, well, I don't know what it was, but it, it would have been wood, but... No, it would have been wood, 
it was probably cloth, probably not, certainly not leather, but um, mm-hmm. oh, I had that strapped down, and um, one of the heroes in those days, when uh, at that age, I mean, there was a, older people might remember, was somebody <laughs> called the Range Rider. The Range um, Rider? Uh, he was a kind of... I remember, was, uh, uh, um, what was his name from the A-Team used to present, he was him? Oh, <laughs> no, I don't <laughs> This was the Range Rider. Or something like Lone Ranger or something like no, that. No, that's Lone Ranger yeah. and Kimo Sabi or something like that. Mm. Um, but, oh, this this was a top-notch cowboy of the day, you know, and mm-hmm. uh, I got my gun and my holster that my dad made and you had it strapped into your leg because that was a style, you yeah. know. Uh-huh. Um, and that's what you got for presents. You, is that, I mean, these kind of things that your dad would make, Is did you think that was from Santa? Uh <laughs> Probably the younger stage, yeah, I suppose. Your so. dad puts all this effort in, and then you aye, give aye, credit aye. to somebody else. That's yep. right. Aye. <laughs> Thanks very much, Santa. Uh-huh. Um, I, you know, it's it's difficult to remember going back that far. Um, obviously, like kids these days, I mean, you know, although they probably disbelieve Santa a lot earlier. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, some like primary three and says, you know, it's it's no Santa. It's your mum and dad. You know, <laughs> spoil uh-huh. for life. That's right. Um, but no, I mean, you didn't get a lot. Um, probably because money was tight, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Um, you got you got your wee, wee bit of fruit in your toy. Um, you certainly um, one of the things I did do remember is we're always taken to the big store in Glasgow. It was mm-hmm. it's not there anymore. It's called it was Lewis's. Lewis's, not John Lewis. Yep, uh-huh. as you get around the UK. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, where Debenhams is in the Gale Street for mm-hmm. folk in Glasgow and HMV. That whole stretch there was was Lucy's, uh-huh. um, five or six floors or whatever it was, uh, and you were taken then to see Santa, mm-hmm. um, probably up to about age about eight, something like that. Yep. Uh-huh. Um, I've got a photograph somewhere of the three of us mm-hmm. sitting with Santa. That's right. Um, dig it out later on, maybe. Um, and you, you know, you sat and told him what you wanted for your Christmas and what have you until such times as you, you knew fine well it was your. Mm-hmm. Dad and your mum were doing it, <laughs> um, but you know it, it's difficult to, to recall too much mm-hmm. about that. What but about the the lead up to Christmas was it as crazy as it is? Oh these days no, or? no, 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 no! Yeah. Really, again, maybe my memory sort of slips away as you get older, but I don't recall the excitement um, that seems to be these days with kids. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, a bit of television and everything else and what have you, because um, there was no television as I said to you before. Yep. yep. Um, if there was excitement there, uh, there might have been maybe a few days before it because you were going to get something, but you didn't know what it was going to be. Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. you'd maybe put in your wee letter you wanted a, a fort. Yeah. Uh-huh. And your dad had already twigged that out anyway. He'd be working <laughs> so away in the kitchen somewhere, you know. List, yep. Went to your bed and get out the saw and the hammer and the nails. That's right, yeah. Santa was making a lot of noise last night, yeah. That's right. Um, but excitement, um, I can't remember it, to be quite honest with you. I what remember about Glasgow itself? Was it... Uh, was it full of Christmas lights? Obviously, no, you no, get to George no. Square these George, days. George, aye. George yeah. Square, you know, everything's illuminated. Um, no, you didn't have any of that at all. Um, that I can remember anyway. If there was, certainly wasn't around my neck of the woods. When do you remember that starting? With the, the, the lights, lights and what have you? Oh, probably going into the... Because I, I left Glasgow in 60 mm-hmm. um, to go to London. Um, I would imagine probably early 60s mm-hmm. it started and it started to build up and probably emanated from down south and then it moved up here mm-hmm, sort of mm-hmm. thing you know I um, get the impression it was a kind of gradual change in Christmas obviously Christmas became a bit more 
celebrated in her oh, uh, well, years. I think that's well as you get older, you're, as you get older, <laughs> you'll realise later on maybe that um, Christmas is better than New Year. But I mean, mm-hmm. New Year, I, I do remember New Year as a youngster mm-hmm. um, more than Christmas, funnily enough, mm-hmm. um, because New Year was a big thing in, in Scotland at that particular point in time. Christmas may have been, but I don't recall it as such. I, yeah. I'm going back to what I remember. Um, New Year was always quite exciting because um, your mum, uh, New Year's Eve, as most families did, they made a big steak pie. Mm-hmm. Massive, mm-hmm. well, it seemed like massive anyway at the time, <laughs> you know, probably size. <laughs> uh, for the family. And um, you could smell that cooking away, and mm-hmm. um, you know, it was leading up to the bells, up to midnight, and you were allowed to stay up. Mm-hmm. And because we lived in a tenement then, as most folk did, in, in and around the centre of Glasgow, Townhead, what have you, um, all the doors were open. I mean, you, you'd go in, you'd knock on the door, you yep. know, just to let you know you're coming in. Mm-hmm. And everybody would have their bottle to go in. Mm-hmm. My dad was, um, didn't drink, didn't smoke. Um, Party time, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My dad, I always remember it. My dad, um, at that particular time, um, he'd step out the front door um, just before midnight mm-hmm. um, with a bottle of holy water <laughs> and he'd stand over there until the bells came and then he'd step and he'd first put us with holy water yeah, uh-huh. and put it in a wee font mm-hmm. and then I mean he didn't drink um, didn't smoke and we always had blackcurrant wine and ginger wine that mm-hmm. burn your throat <laughs> and uh, black bun as they used to call it Black bun. Black bun. What was that? Um, it's probably like a, like a Dundee cake type of thing mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, it was always called black bun Probably like the buns mum makes these days. Yeah, like Sultana. Sultana. Take a thing, Sultana. Darker. So, most people, <laughs> apart from the dad, um, <laughs> who'd first think of holy water, you know. <laughs> That's right. uh, everybody had their, their, their wee bottle of whiskey or mm-hmm. whatever spirits they were drinking. Um, and you went up and down the stairs mm-hmm. in your particular close. Say, we were at 86 Black Street mm-hmm. and we go down first of all to the ground floor and that was wee Mrs Moreland and we'd first foot her mm-hmm. and um, she was quite elderly so she just stayed behind mm-hmm, mm-hmm. we'd go into the, the first floor see the McLaughlins and the others I can't remember their names and again and they would join was yep, uh-huh. we'd go up to our floor but see on our floor we had the old spinsters nearly in Peggy That's right. like I told you <laughs> the name before the noise, yep. and Mrs Maguire who you didn't bother because she she was too old and uh, uh-huh. didn't wrap her door um, then went upstairs to the top floor. So by the time you got to the top floor, mm-hmm. you had about maybe five or six families yep. all gathered. And of course, everybody had their bottles and their mm-hmm. black bun and their bits and pieces. And you'd congregate in one of the houses. And this would be the kids as well. Mm-hmm. And by this time, it was about one o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. Um, and they would start having a sing song. Um, as I said to you before, there wasn't television. You don't watch whatever you get on these days yeah, you, you know you you, it's all about the countdown these days isn't it <laughs> oh why that's right you know, but, but you didn't get that you yeah. know um, you just were somebody looked at their, their grandfather's clock and aye, <laughs> that's it um, but you can't read you ended up in somebody's house uh-huh. and um, you could be there till 6, 7 o'clock in the morning type mm-hmm, of thing mm-hmm. um, some folk would fit their way and some folk would <laughs> be sleeping behind the couch somewhere you know uh-huh, um and you had your, your sing songs and people would tell jokes and had a laugh. And I remember that more than I remember Christmas. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, obviously, things have changed. I mean, now, I mean, I'm happy with Christmas than with the new year. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. You know, as you get older, you don't want to be going out, well, at my age anyway, uh-huh. um, walking <laughs> 10 miles because there were no buses to any centre of Glasgow. Yep, yep. Um, 
getting away and getting back about 7 o'clock in the morning or sitting on the, the, obviously in Glasgow these days the, the big thing is to go to George Square I mean did you ever go out to celebrate New Year? oh yeah mm-hmm. uh, not, not as a a toddler or you know when I was a bit older yep um, into my teens um, and, and probably into my late teens because I mean sort of kind of digressing a wee bit I left Glasgow when I was 15 and a half 16 to go to work in London mm-hmm. and I'd come up for Christmas and New Year um, and you know obviously uh, it hit maybe 16, 17, 18 you're starting to have a wee drink and what yep, have you yep. um, and by that time our family had moved from Townhead to a place called Queensley Queensley? Where Queensley. that? That's in uh, it's just along the old uh, the Edinburgh Road the old Edinburgh Road the A8 um, you go along Alexander Parade you come to the Cumberland Road and you just mm-hmm. go straight on past Carantine um, and you know near Easter House Berlana mm-hmm, places mm-hmm. like that Queensland was a new estate um, oh, that's when Glasgow started to expand isn't it? that's right yeah. um, and in those days the estates were great mm-hmm. um, you know because like I said to you before, nobody had toilets. You'd an outside toilet, but you were going into this house now, silly, the toilet, and you'd have a veranda. <laughs> Feel like a king, yeah. <laughs> um, okay, you were out in the sticks. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've said that, when I come up from London at Christmas New Year, um, you had to go back into town to celebrate, because yeah. all my friends were still in Glasgow and mm-hmm. Townhead area. Mm-hmm. No buses, of course, no taxis. Mm-hmm. If they were, you couldn't afford them, I couldn't get them. Um, so after the bells in our house, I'd leave me and my mum and dad behind, uh, and I would go with my cans of beer and my mm-hmm, fags, mm-hmm. I used to smoke in those days. And you'd walk eight miles mm-hmm. through the snow <laughs> to get into Townhead or uh-huh. Parley Road or whatever it is. And um, by that time, you know, you, it was a party, you knew where you were going and there was a party in full swing. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. But we never, no, we didn't congregate and say maybe like George Square. Mm-hmm, you congregated mm-hmm. still, even in my teens, in somebody's house. Mm-hmm. Um, with other neighbours and what have you. I heard about the Billy Connolly thing about going looking for a party. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, there was a lot of that, because obviously, as you were walking, and going back to walking from Queensley into Townhead, it was mm-hmm. about an eight-mile stretch, um, walking along the Edinburgh Road, and um, because there's other people out as well, mm-hmm. it's about mm-hmm. one o'clock in the morning, and you bump into them, you maybe shake their hands, wish them a happy new year, and he would pull out a can, or you would pull out a can, or he would dope <laughs> his bottle. Cans, yep. <laughs> so you'd have a wee drink, you belong, and then I'm going that way, well, I'm going this way. Uh-huh. And off you walked. And um, you just kept on going, you bumped into people. You always just wished everybody a happy new year, even yep. though you didn't know them. Mm-hmm, and then um, you got to where you were arriving at, and um, the party started then, sort mm-hmm, of thing. And that mm-hmm. was you until about maybe 8 o'clock in the morning. Um, and then you traipsed eight miles <laughs> back up the wood again and went to your bed. Uh-huh. Um, but I, I do remember more in those days, New Year, more than the Christmas. Yeah, um, yeah. Even as a toddler, as I say, I remember it more as, as a teenager as well, obviously. Um, the Christmas thing is, is built up now. I mean, it's, mm-hmm. it's mega now. Mm-hmm. Um, commercialised. You'll hear people in my saying it's too commercialised, <laughs> you know. September, you're going to be at Chester putting the decorations up. That's right. In September, That's it's crazy. Um, but that, that was a scenario then, sort of thing, you know. You mentioned steak pie was the big thing for, for oh, New Year, yeah, but yeah. for Christmas, and I think you'd mentioned last time, it was you're lucky if you get a chicken. <laughs> you could catch one. <laughs> so what would um, you normally have for Christmas dinner then? Nothing special. Um, probably a pie again. Steak St- pie. Steak pie, yeah. Aye. Um, as I said, occasionally you had maybe a chicken, uh, turkey, like a lot, even for a lot of people these days, they have mm-hmm. turkey once a year at Christmas. Is that maybe something that changed after rationing? or? Uh, 
Probably, yeah. Um, you know, as I said earlier on, I mean, you, you sort of kind of you're limited to what you had to mm-hmm. eat. Um, again, Christmas wise, um, I can't remember too much about you know what I had on Christmas Day for my dinner. Mm-hmm. Um, it'd be nothing great. Mm-hmm. Um, it certainly wasn't a big thing you have these days with your starter and your turkey and your Brussels sprouts mm-hmm. and your stuffing and roast potatoes and you name it. Much do you think a chicken would have cost back then? Oh, God knows. Um, pre-decimalisation well I mean aye, 15th of September 1971 pre-decimalisation yeah. that's when it all changed um, oh I don't know I mean cut the bob you know mm-hmm. you know it's hard to say I mean I can equate that to probably when I when I got my first job in 1959 um, I got my first wage was £2.16 shillings 16 shillings would be about what 80 pence mm-hmm. um, and I got paid on a Saturday morning because you worked Monday through to Saturday lunchtime. Okay. And um, I was up in Charing Cross where I worked. And um, got my first paycheck in my wee brown envelope and uh, walked along Sucky Hill Street to a music shop called Patterson's. Patterson's? It's no longer there. Whereabouts is that? That's just beyond Charing Cross, um, near where um, the Lacarno used to be. You know, no Lacarno. <laughs> Again, no. another place that's closed aye, here. Aye. I mean, you're going along Sicky Hill Street towards Charing Cross, mm-hmm. just shot of Charing Cross, and looking towards Charing Cross, it was the left hand side, there was a massive big music store called Patterson's. Mm-hmm. And anyway, I went in there, opened my brown packet, and bought my first record. Mm-hmm. Which um, was? Which was Connie Francis, Slipstick on Your Collar. <laughs> oh, God. And it cost me six and eightpence, which is what? What's six and eight pence? About 32 pence. And you were proud of that purchase? Well, I got home and I got clipped around here by my mum by opening my, my no wage packet, you know? Um, but I, price of a chicken, I don't know. I mean, if a record then was, was six and eight pence, a mm-hmm. chicken might have been about a pound or something, mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Can't remember, you know? Um, well, you mentioned the, the shops there, obviously, uh, you had Lucy's. Ah, the big store, yeah, yeah. yeah. Big store. Do you remember uh, there any, any other shops around about Christmas time? Um, around Christmas time? Uh, yeah, Goldsmiths. No, 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 no. I mean, gold. Did you say Goldsmiths? Yeah. No, I mean, I, I, I who, just... could, who could afford gold? <laughs> um, no, I mean, well, down where I used to stay, um, I see around the corner from us was Glebe Street, and you had um, Gizzy's, who was Italian. I mean, mm-hmm. those days there was a lot of Italian cafes mm-hmm. um, run by Italians, obviously. Gizzy's was in Glebe Street down near the bottom. Why were there a lot of Italian cafes? I don't know. I think they came over here in the turn of the 20th century, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, probably looking for work, and um, all the cafes seemed to be run by Italians. I think the, that was the, the earliest uh, Italian centre. Well, <laughs> seems to have an Italian centre in the city now. Ingram, yeah. Ingram Street. Uh-huh. Um, but no, they, they, they ran a kind of like a sweetie shop. It was always ice cream they had, and some of them, if they were a bit better off, they had a cafe. Mm-hmm. And um, there was one we used to go in the alleys at the parade called The Bungalow. Um, the place is still there, it's called something else now. But the teenagers used to congregate there. But shops in those days, I, um, you had the, the kind of cafe, you had the co op, um, as I said to you before, that was the old style. The cooperative. The cooperative, I, uh-huh. where you got your dividend, your divvy. Uh-huh. Um, every time you bought something, you got a wee ticket and. Um, I think the mothers saved these up and it was like a, a dividend, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like a share scheme type of thing. Um, but you had the, the co-op and it, was, it seemed to be massive, but, but the floor was always covered in sawdust. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the city before, you'd walk in and the, the counter there, and hygiene didn't come into it because <laughs> you had a big vat of butter. It was, you know, massive things mm-hmm, of butter mm-hmm. and open meats. 
and um, you have a pat of butter and you're, you're mixing it. But everything's all done in the same counter. Yep, no washing of hands. Oh, <laughs> God, no. You know, there was nothing like that. Uh, we all survived. Yeah, we're all still alive. Hygiene. <laughs> still alive and kicking. Uh-huh. Um, paper, wee paper shop. Because um, you didn't have things like... Um, Licensed grocers and things like that, mm-hmm. and um, wine shops, supermarkets, and, and things like oh, that. Oh, no, you didn't have supermarkets, it was all wee shops, mm-hmm. um, you know, and they all specialised in whatever they were selling, type of thing. Mm-hmm. Apart from when you into the town, the girl seats, the girl seat, and you had Lewis's in the girl seat. I've got a vague memory, I remember you taking me to Lewis's um, before it shut, and I remember the Christmas display on the outside. Oh, you know, the windows. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Was that a big thing back then? I well, they probably do something similar to that at Princess Square now, where mm. they've got the big sort of ornate things. But yeah, there was always a big display on the sort of, kind of first floor, looking mm-hmm. out, there'd be sort of window shelf thing. Mm-hmm. And you had your Santa and your reindeers there, and um, it was all lit up at night time for the. And that was probably started in the 60s, mm-hmm. so you were, came later than that. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know the, the lights came there. You, you got the tree in George Square, yeah. Mm-hmm, you had your Christmas tree there and mm-hmm. your lights. Nothing like what you got today. I mean, yeah. God knows how much it costs in right. electricity for the, the council taxpayers <laughs> in Glasgow. I yeah, don't know. Just a couple of candles or something like that. Aye, aye. <laughs> and um, you had oh, obviously Christmas Eve. You always had the carols, the Christmas yeah, right. carols. Uh-huh. Yeah, you had that. Whereabouts? And um, George Square. Uh-huh. There was always a choir come from somewhere, maybe schools and churches and what have you mm-hmm. and you had those and of course you got the drunks because I mean uh, you come out the pubs in those days used to shut at half past nine half nine half past nine that was license hours have you opened oh just five o'clock six o'clock or whatever it was you didn't mm-hmm. have all day yeah, uh-huh. drinking uh-huh. Um, and of course what happened was because it was half past nine closing time and this is where Glasgow got its bad image um, probably about nine o'clock quarter to nine um, people knowing that the pub was going to be shut at half nine mm-hmm. instead of ordering one round of drinks you'd order about three or four rounds <laughs> yeah. so you'd have a barman uh-huh. uh, and he'd have behind the bar he'd have nips of whiskey yep. rows upon rows of them mm-hmm. and pints just ready drawn so you'd walk up and you know, it'd be like 12 pints for three people <laughs> and you'd had to drink all these by the time you had to drink these by half past nine it was chucking out time you 20 to 10 and the door was shut uh-huh. Uh-huh. and um, then you tried to get into the dance halls and um, mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. He fell out the, the pub at half nine and tried to go to the Lacano or the Ma- Majestic or the Magic Stick, as we used to call it, <laughs> or the, the Pali, uh-huh, you know, uh-huh. Denison Pali. Yeah, we'll talk about them and uh, later on. Uh-huh. Uh, that's, that's maybe going into the 60s and things like that, uh-huh. yeah. But uh, shops, um, the big stores, Lewis's, Arnott's. Arnott's. was another one, Arnott's. Is that not the um, Fraser? Was that Arnott's Fraser's? It might have been taken over by them now, but it, uh-huh. I think it was WH on it, it was called, I think. Uh-huh. Where was and that? They were, they were in Sucky Hall Street, I think, from memory. There was a couple of big stores up there. Mm-hmm. Um, it used to be three or four picture halls up Sucky Hall Street. I'm no longer there now. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was sto- big stores there. Where um, the Marks and Spencers was in um, Sucky Hall Street now, mm-hmm. um, as you go up on the right-hand side, um, there was a picture hall there, and there was a picture all opposite the government. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think it was called a La Scala, was the opposite. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was a, a big store there, I think it was called Arnott's. Um, but I don't, don't remember too many of the other bigger stores, but yeah. mostly it was wee shops, mm-hmm, sort of mm-hmm. thing, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously, as time moved on and money got more available, and we all got a bit better off, mm-hmm. things started to build. The town now is totally different from what it was in the 
fifties, yeah. yeah. certainly, you know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And Hug Marie, the um, at the parties you mentioned songs. Do you remember your favourite song? Uh, uh, Mine was Blueberry Hill. Blueberry uh, Hill by Fats Domino. Fats Domino, yeah. Um, it's still a favourite of mine. So was it a case of spin the bottle type thing? Yeah, it or? was. Um, you come in. I mean, obviously there's. Two or three of the adults had maybe had a few drinks before the bells and what have you, so they were already singing them away anyway. Mm-hmm. But once everybody had congregated and you say, right, okay, it's, it's a Thompson's, right, come on, Jim Thompson, mm-hmm. fair, right, mm-hmm. okay, and they'd spin the bottle or, you know, right, Jim, you're first. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll sing whatever I sang. Mm-hmm. We round of applause and everybody join in. So there's no radio in the background or anything? Oh, God, just... no, no. <laughs> Sometimes there were lots of pianos. Yeah. People had piano. We had a piano. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I mentioned before with the, the big room. That's right, the party um, room. The yep. party room. Mm-hmm. Um, this is where you congregate. Um, and sometimes we had a, a, a ukulele. All right, yeah. No uh-huh. guitars or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was mostly a piano or an accordion. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you didn't have either of those in a particular house, you just sang. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. The, the nominated guy or lady or whoever it was, Started the song and invariably everybody join in mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and it'd end up with a rouse and finish type of thing. Yeah. Spin the bottle again, off you went. And if right. somebody couldn't sing and most of them couldn't, <laughs> well, I'm going to tell you a joke here. And oh, um, yeah. uh-huh. they'd maybe tell you a wee story from the shipyards or mm-hmm. what have you. And um, I, can, I can remember as a kid just howling the laughter, mm-hmm. but not knowing what the joke was. <laughs> everybody else was laughing. Everybody so was yeah. laughing, uh-huh. so the kids were all laughing. We'd be sitting underneath the piano uh-huh. or underneath the table just sitting on the floor type uh, of thing, uh, you know, um, drinking your, your uh, blackcurrant wine or mm-hmm, you're mm-hmm. eating your wee bit of bun type of thing yep. and listening to the adults mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. and, you know, they, they burst into laughter and you just joined in. <laughs> you didn't know what was going on half the time. Uh-huh, but, uh-huh. Uh, and it was good memories, good mm-hmm, memories. I mm-hmm. thoroughly enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was a com- community thing there. Um, as I said, the whole stair was there and you could maybe have half a dozen families mm-hmm. in the one house mm-hmm. um, and I doubt very much if you get that these days you know mm-hmm. you're lucky if you know your next door neighbour yep. other yep. than just a nod to you or good morning and that's mm-hmm. it um, and invariably I mean you know some of us would leave that close and go next close because mm-hmm. you know you're friendly with the, the parkers the first foot the, you know first foot to mm-hmm. them um, but as I said before, you're, you're first footed your own close. Have you ever, have you ever um, been told where the first foot thing came from? Have I always known that you first foot? Oh, somebody, <laughs> somebody did tell me that uh-huh. many, many moons ago, but you know, like, a, <laughs> like a lot of things these days. Go on. Uh, I can't remember. Um, there is a story behind it. Um, I mean, I know, I know about the whole opening the front door and the back door out with it. Like, aye. Oh, that was, well, that was another thing. Yeah, aye, that's... that's well, you propped me over you and that's... Usually on New Year's Eve, you had to clear out everything. Mm-hmm. So, as I say, we had a coal fire, and this was a fasco thing of it. What you had to do was, you know, you, you doused down the fire totally, yep. and you had to empty the, the grate where the ashes mm-hmm. used to drop in. Mm-hmm. And your fire had to be emptied and taken out of the house, uh-huh. down to the, the bins at the back, okay. the middens, yep. where they kept everything yeah. in. And there was one bin for the ashes, mm-hmm. um, and sometimes you go in flames, sometimes you didn't. To, to do that, everybody to clean the house. Mm-hmm. The house was clean from top to bottom. Okay. Um, things were thrown out, type of thing. You did front door open, the back door open to let the bad go out and the good come in, type out of thing. You know? in with the new. Yep. That's mm-hmm. right. Um, and it was a massive cleaning operation. Uh-huh. I mean, I, I carried that on actually. Um, even when me and Mum first married, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, we'd spend New Year's Eve cleaning the house <laughs> from top to bottom. 
Um, oh, we're down in Dustin. Right. <laughs> and he'd finished me over about half past 11 and say, Right, sit and you sit down and uh-huh. you know, of course, he'd switch the telly on then and have a few drinks. Well, so you did all that before partying into oh, in the morning, yeah. <laughs> that was done, that the house was clean then, uh-huh. you know, and that was you getting rid of the old year and get, waiting for the new year to come mm-hmm. in, sort of thing, mm-hmm. you know, and waiting for the, the bells. Mm-hmm. Um, it's funny how <laughs> people just can. Younger people can prompt you and just, That's right. just remember things, yeah. I've always uh, heard about the lump of coal idea as well. Yes, you know, I, I don't know um, where that came from. Maybe it was it's, because you cleaned out the fire or something, I don't know. You brought in coal and you brought in salt. Uh-huh. Um, that salt. was the two salt. That's I can't remember why. To put in the... I can't remember for why, but actually, I mean, I can remember I was good friends of ours. Um, I may be jumping a bit when I was a teenager. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, Pally Mind, Drew McDermott, um, they live in Pally Road, Parliamentary Road, and mm-hmm, I used to mm-hmm. walk from town head down mm-hmm. or I go from Queensley later on down into Parley Road mm-hmm. and I always took a, a piece of coal um, never bothered with the salt piece of coal yep. and Mrs. M- Mrs. Mark as we used to call her Drew's mum uh, had that piece of coal for years she had it in a wee tray <laughs> and she used to polish it she used to polish the coal to polish the coal and yep. she'd bring it out every year and it was above the television <laughs> um, God bless her until she died uh-huh. Um but that was a piece of coal I brought her probably a way back when I was about probably 16, something like that. Um, and to the day she died, she had that. She brought it out every year. Uh-huh, uh-huh. You don't need to bring me any coal, Charlie. That's I've got you a wee bit from... That's my piece, <laughs> shiny piece of coal. Now, you know? uh-huh. But yeah, you bring a bit of coal. You'd have your bun, mm-hmm, obviously, because mm-hmm. you're bringing in food to the house. Mm-hmm. You're bringing in coal for your heat. Aye, these days it's just drinking shortbread or something like that. Aye, aye. Yeah. But it's sort of kind of the, the, the custom, if you like, is mm-hmm. maybe... Lost in the years, yeah. um, and I does anybody know have a coal farm? Well, there's a village here, you've got to bring in some money for your lake bill or something like <laughs> <laughs> your, your cars or whatever they use yeah. these days. Um, ah, the kind of customs gone, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Um, probably the older folk might even do. I mean, as you know, no, we're in a wee village here, and there's a lot of coal fires and mm-hmm, wood mm-hmm. fires. And um, but I haven't seen coal since 1971 when we <laughs> had a coal fire in Settler yeah. Drive. Mm-hmm. Kilmarnock for anybody who's listening <laughs> um, but ah, the customs the customs are all kind of gone now mm-hmm. um, and probably as well the, the new year thing as you get older kind of d- diminishes a wee bit mm-hmm. and um, you become more family orientated um, your immediate family I'm talking about and you know, mm-hmm. like to gather at Christmas and have the whole family together and uh, the younger ones will still go out at New Year and have a ball That's right. good luck mm-hmm. to them um, and they'll as time moves on, they'll probably find, well, I'm getting too old for this mm-hmm, lark mm-hmm. going up at 8 o'clock in the morning, you know? That's right. Uh-huh. Um, but that's progress of whatever sort of thing, you exactly, know? Exactly, exactly. Um, but it's, it's difficult sometimes to try to... I mean, I'm going back. Well, God. Say to middle 50s. Well, I'd been 10, so I'm 66 now, so that's 50, 56 years ago. You're doing all right. Um, <laughs> So what to remember? The funny thing is, actually, when you know this is you're going to do this mm-hmm. thing, I could I could lie in my bed at night and God, I remember that. I must must jot that down. And you wake up in the morning, you've forgotten about it. Yeah, um, you have to have a wee pad next to your. Well, <laughs> I, there's maybe something to be said, but maybe I should do that and um, just to prompt myself and, and remember things. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, but I'll remind you to prompt me. Exactly, anyway. exactly. Well, next time we'll get back to work after the the festive break. Uh-huh. And we'll uh, continue scraping the bottom of your memory Sweet barrel. For a while, uh, you've a hard job there anyway, you know. <laughs> but again, we'd love to hear from anyone living in Glasgow from the 40s and onwards. So the email again is glasgowgenerations at googlemail.com. 
or you can leave the story, uh, your story in the comments box in the top 10 Glasgow Guide and we'll try and read them out in future shows. So until next time, happy Christmas and New Year. Uh, have a great festive break on us and we'll no doubt see you in 2010. Bye-bye. Oh, Senga, you've missed it again.